What is going on, legendary human? Riot Magic here, and welcome to the Riot Magic Show. Everything that I do in my life comes back down to living from my heart and helping other people do the same so we can live our most fulfilling life. And alongside this podcast, I have a modality called the Core Method, and I also run a 12-month container called Heart Warriors. Now, I really mean it when I say that I love hearing from you all. So head over to Instagram, shoot me a quick message, and just say, hey, or if there's something that touches you from a podcast episode, I really, really love receiving them. So in today's episode, I chat with my beautiful friend, Carlos Cirillo, who is a mindset and clarity mentor, a speaker, a host of the Conscious Podcast. He's a founder of the Conscious Collective, and he's super passionate about bringing embodied conscious leadership into business and life. Carlos is a great friend of mine. This guy is someone that's really surprised me in such an amazing way at how he's been able to step into the coaching world with so much maturity and groundedness and embodiment with his leadership at such a a quick exit in. Most people that I meet take over a decade to reach the level of groundedness that Carlo has been able to bring. And his devotion to service is just what creates this just unconditional love and and power in the communities that he builds. Like he really goes in there to serve. And so you guys are going to love this episode. What you're going to learn is how to lead from the heart, how to actually implement and integrate what you've learned, how to commit to goals in the long term for success, balancing kindness to yourself, but also having accountability. You're going to learn how to let go of expectations that are holding you back, the number one thing that successful people focus on, and how to get back on track with your goals when you're feeling off track and lacking clarity. So without further ado, let's get into this episode with the one and only Carlo Cirillo. So welcome to the Ryan Magic Show. Today, I'm here with a great friend of mine, Carlo Cirillo. That's how you say it, right? Cirillo? Close. Yeah. Cirillo, yeah. Yeah, Cirillo. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was going to mispronounce my, my mouth moved a little bit weirdly. <laughs> Bottom line, hey, it's, it's great to have you here, man. Some people <laughs> have said Salo, Carrillo, Cirillo. It's it's like whatever. Like Carlos, I hear Carlos a lot, but I'm, I'm not Mexican, but it's okay. I like tacos and burritos. So Carlos, if you want it to be. No, it's, I think Cirillo is pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my last name has got two Zs in it. I mean, yeah, I, but... I understand if people mispronounce that, but Cirillo is kind of. How do you even obvious. pronounce your last name? Magjosh. Magjosh. Or that. That's like the Polish version, and Madges is the way that I got taught it by my parents growing up, which is like an English slash Australian version. But I like Mug Josh more. Uh, it just seems, I don't know why I just like it more. But anyway, no one's ever gets either of those unless they're Polish and they say the Polish one, right? So anyway, that's 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 excusable. Cirillo is, seems to be quite obvious if you look at it. It's just that's what it looks like to me. Anyway, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we've got a few more questions on names coming up. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk spirituality. <laughs> Man, it's so good to have you on here. We've done two interviews on your podcast. They were both awesome. I've, yeah. got, a, I've, I've got an interesting, because I don't plan questions very often. Like every now and again, some will just pop into my mind before I start a podcast, but usually they just flow right in. My first question is, talk to me about what heart set means to you. Heart set to me, and this is amazing because we're still in our heart set module for for the conscious collective at the moment. Heart set is like having a mindset where it's everything that comes through your mind, the beliefs and all of that. It's what comes through 
your heart space? What's mm-hmm. those purpose-driven? What's those things that are really deep inside you that is held in that heart space? So emotions, love, all of that. How is that? And what is the framework of that? And what's in there? What's wanting to come out? What is the framework of that? Or your framework, framework of that? Framework of the heart set. Like, great question because I don't really have a definite answer of that. But for me, it's going into those emotional centers in the mm-hmm. heart and, and really going into well, what's our relationships like? Firstly, what's that relationship like with ourselves? And when we can start at that place, we can then start to build sort of like a framework around it of, What's the relationship with ourselves? What's our, our feeling of love for ourselves? And if there's some blockages there, if there's some, you know, I guess, walls that are put up there, that's where we start. It's, it's all good to give love to everyone else. I think we're really good at sharing love and, and, and doing things out of love. But when it comes mm-hmm. to receiving, like we did some eye gazing just before, and I remember your story from my podcast about like, I've even had the experience of eye gazing, but not actually receiving love. And you think about it, you can have the greatest mindset um your body set can be amazing as well you can be the fittest healthiest person but in your heart space if your heart set if if you're not receiving love and that relationship with yourself is not a good one then you're gonna not feel great and when we're not receiving love we can give all we want but we just won't be filled in our heart space and that's when we start to come from a place of depletion a place of i guess unfulfillment and that's where you know our relationships are what run our life like that's what we remember at the end of the day not what we did or we will at the end of the day we will remember what we did but it's who was in our life who we cared about who who did we share the good times with Mm. and i think if we can build on it, it, it before we focus on other people like our relationship with other people and those connections if we can build on that relationship with ourselves, that's going to be, I guess, the baseline for every other relationship we have. So when we go to the heart, we go to those emotions that we're holding. We go to the relationship with ourselves that we're holding on to. What's the status of that? And then we can start moving into, well, how can we, from a heart space, connect with others through the things we love doing? Mm, that's beautiful, dude. And I wish that this was just innately a priority for everybody improving in this area a lot of people don't prioritize it because it's not a societally recognized concept to lean into it's not like a part of school where they're like okay cool let's talk about your career let's talk about your heart set or (laughs) how you feel and the quality of the experience of your life are you enjoying your study are you feeling aligned with it this this just doesn't get spoken about or didn't get spoken about when i was at school maybe they've slightly started skewing the curriculum to be more around fulfillment but it it definitely wasn't when i was at school but what i think is really interesting is Bronnie Ware, the book the five regrets of the dying the five top regrets of the dying three of them and i just the first three that came to mind are all relevant to heart set like one is i regret not catching up with friends enough one is i wish i gave myself permission to express how i felt and the other third top regret that this palliative care nurse that wrote this book, The Top Five Regrets of Dying, being around thousands of people that passed, she saw all the the, the threads. And the, the third one, not giving myself permission to be happy. Those three are all relevant to heart set. Three of the top mm-hmm. five regrets that people have. Um, but again, it's not. It's, it doesn't seem to be prioritized in society until someone hits a breaking point of either fatigue or that all of a sudden the emotion comes rushing out after a divorce or a really bad breakup. And then they're like, ah, there's something wrong here. I just don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. 
and you can see that like it's a holistic approach but we see that we we do see a lot of diets out there we see a lot of things to do with health mindset stuff um all of those things are all amazing they're all part of i guess that pie of like it's split into those quarters or we like to believe it anyway and if we've got one piece missing it's kind of like it's not going to flow around in a circle it's going to be blocked or it's going to be leaking out so when we leave out that relationship with ourselves if we don't have that sense of love for ourselves which is then taking away the barriers taking away the beliefs or, or emotions that are stored if we then take that away we allow ourselves to experience love from the heart mm. set instead of just the love of like i love you here's a birthday card or i love you here's a little hug and like a handshake or, or a text message it's like how can we experience wholehearted love a lot of people say unconditional i like to say wholehearted it's a bit more achievable than unconditional so how can we experience that because if we don't like you're saying about these regrets of the dying that's where we want to experience those things like i i can look back now and think of all the times in my life like what are the things that stand out for me it's the people yes it was the things sometimes that i was doing with those people but it's the relationships i've built like i'm most proud of my achievements yeah they are fulfilling because they're on purpose but the relationships i have the relationship you know with my partner right now my business relationship my relationship with you those are the things that really light me up and at the end of the day if i had nothing i would go to my relationships and that's where i'm going to get that that love that i need and i think we all search for that as humans like we all want to be loved and accepted but mm -hmm. we have to love and accept of ourselves first mm, i could receive it couldn't agree more and i had like a really stark wake up call when i was at the the heat of my success and the the height of it and mm -hmm had a a couple of setbacks just emotional uh, like relational setbacks where i felt a little bit there were a couple of people in my business who had kind of turned on me which was a universal feedback a uh, piece of feedback from the universe for me but then i i really didn't feel like i had anyone to turn to and i was like fuck what the hell i'm literally i feel so alone right now as <laughs> I, I have let go of so many of my relationships in this journey and pursuit of like ridiculous success mm -hmm. uh and 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 it became like i mentioned a lot of people don't start prioritizing this stuff until they feel some serious pain or get some kind of moment where they're like what the hell is going on right here and then they go okay now i might need to start prioritizing different things and that's when people turn to meditation or start doing yoga or seeing a therapist or whatever starts the process of prioritizing more of those intangible things in life as opposed to the obvious externals that that society places a high value on like materialism and success and yeah a lot around image i think you're pretty good at balancing yeah. these and i think there's, there's there's that also what what comes to me is there's that twofold of like we only start to value our own health when we get sick Mm. we only start to really focusing on ourselves like you said when big things happen i've had many in my life where it's like that that um what's it called not groundbreaking it's um rock bottom sort of rock moments bottom. where then i started to give myself the love and attention that i needed and have been craving for so long it's like when we have a you know a, a grandparent or a family member that's sick or ill or that's about to pass that's when we go visit them and it's like well 
yeah, that, that's also lovely. It's amazing. You, you're supposed to as well. But if we gave ourselves that love and attention over time, it wouldn't have to be like, oh my God, I haven't done this now. It's like, but we can, just like we fill up our car, we don't ever, you know, not put fuel in our car and be like, oh, this will be fine forever. No, we have to keep filling it up. We have to keep getting it serviced. I think like our heart as well, we have to build that relationship. If you've got a relationship with a partner, if you're with one right now, or if you're single, any relationship, you've got to give it time and attention and also love because and understanding. And it's I, I think that goes within as well. We need to give ourselves that love and understanding. Otherwise, yeah. there's such a disconnect. And, and we start to go into those other avenues like success in our careers, success in our health and fitness. But if it comes at the cost of our the people we love and our relationships, is that really fulfillment? I think it was Tony Robbins that one of his um, his purpose statement, I think it was, was that I want to be able to do, or success meant to him, I want to be able to do whatever I want, when I want, with who I want, wherever I want. And I love that. And it's like, I want to be able to do the things I love with who I want as well. I think my, my dream of being a soccer player was like, I want to... Um, get famous, make the money so that I could look after my family and retire mm. my mom, my dad, all that sort of stuff. And But I knew that at some point there was going to be that disconnect where I had to go to a different place to play like Europe. But it was, you know, for me now, it, my, my values changed in, in terms of those sort of things. But at the end of the day, it was when I had those rock bottom moments, it was always going back to me. Because even if I put other people first, if I'm not putting me first, it's still going to be that watered down version of, of love for me. And I'm going to be depleted in that process. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, man. And, and I think that's, that, sorry, that's, that's where um, you I gave a great compliment before. I was like, I'm, I'm balanced. I feel like I'm balancing that now because I've been through so many times where I've neglected myself, neglected the people around me. And I'm like, there's got to be this kind of blend in between here, but it starts mm. with me. And then I'm able to have, that great relationship with me, but also with others. And I feel like I can connect so easily with other people because I'm so connected in with myself. Mm, that's beautiful, man. And I think what I've, what I've experienced is that a lot of people struggle to be able to prioritize uh, doing these things. And that it seems to be very reactive, rock bottom, painful experiences that stimulates uh, okay, now I need to get my shit together in this area because there's the reason that people lack proactivity and are so reactive is because they pack so much in mm -hmm. and they don't have much space. It's very because let's say there's 10 people that are rocking up at a yoga class. There's a large percentage of people that rock up the last second. I've just been doing a lot of yoga recently, just use it as an example. But I mean, that's all they can do. They, they can't, that's them doing that. They got there as fast as they could. And if someone was like, why did you get, like, just get here one minute late? They're like, oh, it's because I just had to finish this and this finish this. And I was just, oh, sorry, I've got so much going on at the moment. But that's a choice to pack the, their lives with so much. And I, I understand there are seasons. I also have seasons where so much are packed in. But the core of it, from my perspective, is that people don't value how they feel as much as what respond to their innate programming of doing what they feel like they need to do to stay safe and to be loved. People don't go, actually, my priority in life is to feel good. It's like an innate change of whole life 
perspective and intention. If you want to feel good, then you start prioritizing things like your health for reasons other than the fact that you just got told you got high blood pressure or you, you've got all these gut health problems. You're like, no, no, I, I want to feel good. And when you want, when your goal is to feel good, because I ask people this question sometimes, would you prefer to be in paradise with the love of your life, having the worst argument ever for an hour? Or would you prefer to be in a trash dump in like, teleport to like some really low socioeconomic trash dump and just have a magic moment in the rain with the love of your life for an hour if i could teleport you to either one what would you prefer and people always say i'd prefer to be for an hour in the trash dump having an, a magic a magic moment which just highlights the, the the external reality doesn't matter if your internal world's not producing a, a feeling that's that's nice to be in and experience and I love that you're teaching this stuff. I really do. I'm curious to know, like, what do you do to be able to take care of yourself and fill yourself up first to then bring into the double G? Yeah. <laughs> which is for people that don't know. This is his spot. His girlfriend of both names starts with G. The double G. The uh, Someone said the other day, um, G spot. No, 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 no. That's not <laughs> catching on. That's not catching on. Um, so... I think for me, it's literally prioritizing me and, and that could be through acts of, you know, it's, it's been out there for, it's very prominent in what people are teaching is the self-care, the self-love. Like I need to really work on, like work on me, but also take care of me. And if I'm not, and that comes from the physical aspect of well, of like sleeping well, eating well, all of that, that is all self-care. If you're neglecting that, you're neglecting that relationship with yourself, but also for me, it's prioritizing having time for myself, not to do lots of things because I can be very uh, drawn into doing a lot of things. And that's so fun. I love it. It feels on purpose. But I've found in, in the times when I do feel at my, my lowest and disconnected, it's when I neglect spending time with myself. And I think a lot of people are afraid to go for a walk by themselves to sit without headphones on and just watch the river watch the ocean and start journaling down things start journaling down thoughts i think where a lot of society is almost scared to see what comes up because we know that there's a lot in there and a lot in here if for those that can't see this is in your mind but also in yeah. your in your heart space and we're afraid to face that because we think that it's going to happen again or worst case and i think every time that i've spent time by myself and i look growing up i had a lot of time alone um i moved out at 16 moved six hours away to pursue my soccer career then i moved to europe at 19 um and was in a country where they spoke english but not really so i spent a lot of time alone a lot of time on airplanes i used to travel by myself to different countries so I started to build a good relationship with myself. I started to trust myself mm. in every situation. But when I started going into, I, I still avoided my emotions in a lot of those times. But when I started to sit there and go into them, I was like, well, how can I look after this side of Carlo? People like to go into the inner child. How can I look after the inner child that's Carlo? How can I notice him? How can I give him that love? And I think for me, it's you, you even taught me such a great practice of the eye or the mirror work, the eye gazing. Mm. That sort of stuff for me was powerful. Actually investing money in myself to do certain things that I knew would um, help me connect to myself, but then also really just getting clear on who I was and, and what I was feeling and what I wanted to feel, the life I wanted to create, that sort of stuff. Because then the day-to-day -day stuff is 
taking that time, whether it's meditating, whether it's stretching, that holistic approach starts to come in. And then from there, it's like, well, I'm looking after myself. I'm giving myself attention. So the intention is that I want to have an open heart space. I want to be connected to myself. And the attention is actually giving myself time to do that thing. So the intention's there every day, look after myself, build that relationship with myself. And I, I think that a lot of people would love to do that as well. But there's a difference between the people that have the intention and then also the attention that they give to it. They might go, ah, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to, um, you know, look in the mirror at myself. I had a client that I got her to do some mirror work <laughs> and she's like, I didn't have time. And I'm like, what do you mean? You have a shower, like look in the mirror. Why are you avoiding it? And she's mm. like, well, I'm actually scared to sit there. It's, it's, it's awkward. It's all of this. And I'm like, that's you. And if you can be especially naked and look at yourself, you get to mm. see all of yourself because if we keep avoiding that, like in the mornings, if we just rush to work and do this thing, and if we do things that don't fulfill us, if we avoid our relationships with the people that we love and just give them a little bit of attention, there's just going to feel like a disconnect. Almost like mm. you said, like that wall is going to be there. And unfortunately, no one can take it down for us. We have to be the ones that step through that. And that, that's, you know, every morning. Is it, is it the one thing, things? Is it the five things? Is it the magic morning routine uh, or miracle morning routine? I don't, I think it's everything. I don't think it's the one thing. I think it's all the things that I do. But I'm so kind to myself because for so long I wasn't. And that's where I started to, I didn't like who I was and I didn't like the life I was living, but now I put the intention and attention to be really fucking kind to myself. Mm. And that's Amazing. where I built love. That's where I built trust. That's where I've built this momentum and, and drive and, and confidence in myself because it's like, I've always got my own back. Even when mm. things went shit. I was always there for myself. I've, I've mm. never, and you know, this is not taking away from people that have, have hit rock bottoms, have had, you know, certain breakdowns, mental health problems. I get it. I've, I've been around a lot of people, you know, I've had an experience with a family member just only two weeks ago where, you know, that's come up and they, I guess, hit them on an extreme level. I've never been in that place, but I, I've know the feeling of not liking who I was. But now I'm in a place of, I guess we we're talking about this before, certainty, mm. where I know who I am and I fucking love who I am. And that allows mm. me to do everything that I do and to be able to hold space for other people because I look after me first. Mm. Then it I'm, allows me to show up for others. That's, that's beautiful, man. I can witness that in you. I'm really curious to see what you would say if someone was to come to you and they are worried about this idea of giving themselves compassion when they don't feel like they're performing at the level that they want to perform at. Because there's a lot of people that uh, you mentioned that's something you're really, really kind to yourself. I, I believe that being kind to yourself is a precursor to being able to be honest with yourself and that helps with taking action and results. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on or what you'd respond to someone if they're like, hey, I'd, I'd love to be kind to myself, but what if I then never get my act together and, and take action how did your because you you're a very great action taker and you've really been building a lot of momentum in your business and your movement and your community how did you how did, how did, how is action and results what's the relationship with you between compassion and then the results and the action that you take and get yeah i i think there's there's what comes to mind for me is one it was 
I guess before we got to that feeling was setting the vision and trusting the process. But then when I was in it and let's say that was happening or if someone come to me, it's like, what are these expectations we have on ourselves or what we're doing? That's going to bring in certain beliefs. That's going to bring in certain conditions and limits on ourselves. Because if we don't, if we don't have one of the big things that I teach gratitude for where we are now, it's literally going to be that block of us moving forward because we're never going to be happy. Again, we've both had this where we hit a certain level in business and then we go, okay, next level now. It's that gratitude for where we are so that we can still be excited going to the next thing. It's not like you can't have goals and go to the next level, of course. But if we're not grateful for where we are now, we limit ourselves from moving forward and we limit that kindness to ourselves. If we can be grateful for who we are in this moment, And my one affirmation that I'm about to get tattooed on my wrist is I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Mm, If we can be in That's so funny that that's happening right now. And that's the whole purpose of this question. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, we're here right now. Do I have bigger goals and vision and and intentions and plans for the conscious collective, for myself, for, you know, our, our friendship, our collaborations that we talk about? Yes. But I have to be kind to myself along the way, because if I have an expectation that there can't ever be a setback, there can't ever be a challenge, a failure, this or that, I'm then saying, if this doesn't happen the exact way that I expect it to happen, I'm a failure. I'm wrong. I'm bad. This is not going to work out. And Mm. that's what I've found a lot of people come to me and they go, Carlo, I've meditated once and I'm not peaceful. Well, they go, Carlo, I want to love myself. A lot of people come into my, my Conscious Blueprint program wanting more self-love, more confidence, more clarity. They come in and they're like, but I've been, I've been journaling every day and I still don't love myself. And I'm like, well, that's, that's the thing. The understanding or the expectation is you, you're thinking that you journal for a month or you've been told you journal for a month or you say your, your thing you want to manifest and you expect it to happen overnight or in a month's time. It's a lifelong process. Mm. It's a long-term process. You don't build a relationship with someone after saying one sentence. You, you continuously build on that. Just like a fitness journey, you have to keep showing up and keep um, adapting along the way so that you can make that relationship thrive. And I guess, again, when people get stuck on, you know, I want to be kinder to myself, it's that well, if we're not, we know that that's obviously the block there where can we start at? And I'd say start at gratitude. Mm, that's beautiful. Because two years ago, you were starting in this journey, right? Yeah. Is that two, not in your journey of personal development, but as a coach and building a, a, a you're, you're building a movement yep. um, of, of around consciousness, which is so beautiful. And that started a couple of years ago. And I think that's really valuable to have you, to, to be able to talk to your transformation and progress over the last two years because you've created a lot of progress but two years is not a huge amount of time and so you're fresh into that process of building something from scratch which i think super valuable because sometimes guests that come on here they've normalized the the success at a higher level and because you are building and you've you've built a really great level but you didn't start too long ago talk to me about how you used what you just said there around gratitude and self-compassion and being kind to yourself and being in your, your, in your own corner and knowing you've got your own back when you were at that ground one place where you, it'd be great for you to speak to the story of the coffee as well the coffee. at the start. 
Yeah, where you were sitting in the car in your van and yeah. you wanted. <laughs> I love this. So, ah, oh, it, it's a story that it, it's really close to heart and really close to time frame because it was only what two weeks ago where I was at the exact spot um, that I was two two years ago. Not. Uh, I guess in, in my life, but like physically in that spot. So I always used to travel from Mildura to Melbourne and there's this place called Witchy Proof that's halfway and um, there's this cafe, right? And two years ago, I guess I was at my point where I hadn't started or maybe I had just started the podcast. I just started the journey, but a lot of things weren't progressing. I had the good intention, but I wasn't giving the, giving it the attention um how so how weren't you giving it the attention i would say that all these i i got taught all these things over the over the years before that um i went to the programs i went to the seminars i had the mentors but i just didn't do the work i didn't give it the attention i went yeah yeah, yeah cool i know better <laughs> and is that's the big thing is that when you get to that breakdown moment it's like you realize that you don't know anything and you just need to keep learning and from that point for me like not giving it the attention was that i need to start working on me because i thought it was all about strategy i thought it was all about this 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 but again it goes back to that if our relationship with ourselves is great and we're kind and we're loving and we're grateful the rest it just seems to flow. I'm not saying that it's easy or it just happens overnight. It just starts to become more enjoyable. It started becoming fun for me. And when those times come up where it is tough, where it is challenging, is that, okay, I'm going to get through this. I've got my back, like I was saying. And yes. I guess in that moment two years ago, um, I was at a point where I had 32 cents in my account Um Again, I was in between working full-time, trying to start a few different things. I had um, a B2B business that we ended up selling because I was like, my heart's not in this. We weren't making money. Um, I didn't see the long-term in it. It was kind of like, let's just make money. Um, and all, although that's that's great, great intention, it, it wasn't coming from the heart. And I knew for me, it just wasn't that thing for me. But it was a great lesson in, in what we did. And I think from there, I had, I guess, my nervous breakdown anxiety attack the day before and you know when that money came out of my account i think it was paying for my van at the time um and it went down to 32 cents i was like i can't even go for dinner with my best mates and i have the best best friends ever like they'd do anything for me if i needed money anything time like they're, they're just incredible and that's you know why it's been a 10-year relationship because of that and i my ego and me couldn't face them couldn't tell them that i had gotten to this low of a point and i resulted in running away and i was like i'm gonna go home because i know if i go home mum will look after me it's all good i don't have to pay for things but i was like okay i've got a full tank of petrol or diesel in the van and i'm just gonna go home it was five o'clock at night um which is not good because it's six hours home and i got about halfway and i'm like it's dark kangaroos I'm, I'm gonna stay here and i had a van i had a uh, bed in the back and i'm like all right, right sweet gonna sleep in this woke up the next morning went to the cafe and i'm like i i, I want a coffee like i had my keep cup and i was like of course surely there's gonna be a discount here looked in my like coins through everything went through my bags went through my pants went through like the car and i ended up getting like i think it was three dollars fifty and the coffee was like four dollars and it was like shrapnel, like it was so many coins, like five cent pieces. And I remember giving it to the lady 
because she was like, oh, the almond milk. Okay, that's an extra 50 cents. And I was like, damn. But they already started making it. And I was like, oh, I don't want to say anything. So I just gave it to her. She counted it out. And she's like, oh, you're 50 cents short. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll go to the car. And I'm sure there'll be 50. I thought there was $4. And she's like, no, no, it's all good. And I like, I felt that. I was like, well, felt it. One was like the adrenaline of like, you can't pay for this coffee. What are you going to say? What are you going to look on the street for 50 cents? But I was just like, that's so kind. Like she didn't have to. And I got that coffee and that's, I guess, the pivotal moment in my life where I was like, now is time to implement the things you've learned is to sit down and go, what do you want? What do you want in your life? What do you want as a career? What do you want to do with the, the purpose work that I was starting to create? And what was I going to set out to do? And in that time, I just got invited to a retreat that was in Bali. It was, I think, six grand altogether, including flights and accommodation. No, that wasn't including flights and accommodation. And then on top of that would have been about eight to 9,000 when you added everything up. And I'm like, I've got 30 days. My friend paid for the deposit and she's like, I know you'll get it back to me, but you got to get this money. You got to be there. I know this is going to be game changing for you. And for me, it was like, okay, I've got to focus and I've got um, a, a pretty close goal here. I ended up creating through resourcefulness, through manifestation, through all the things, pre-selling courses, 11,000 in that month. Now that's the most wow. I've ever made at that most at that time ever to go to that retreat. And I knew at that retreat, I was just like, just be here. Don't try and force anything or expectations of like, this has to be the one golden thing. I think the one thing that I really got out of it was building those relationships. There was some great information. And from there, it kind of gave me that confidence. I got to mix with people like Gerard Adams, Yaya Bakar, Joel Brown. And from there go, okay, I can do this too. I've seen mm. how it's done. I see the energy. I love it. I want to create my impact now. And that's what allowed me to come home again, start working on myself. Cause a lot of that stuff in that retreat was about working on yourself and that relationship. And then when I came back, it was like, okay, this is the vision, but I know it's going to take time. And even if it takes me 10 years to get to a point where I'm working for myself and making a great income, I'm going to, I'm going to love doing it. And I'm going to commit myself that long-term to doing it. And because for so long, I was always the shiny object or the short-term. If it didn't work after one post, then it's a failure. Um, mm. And I think that resilience and that long-term thinking, the long game, mixed with the kindness to myself, because you can't have a long game if you're not kind to yourself. I used to beat myself sure. up playing soccer every week. If, if I, you know... 88 minutes of the 90 minute game, I played, you know, 10 out of 10, but that one pass I missed or that one shot I missed, I'd be like, mate, that was a shit game. Like you played terrible and yeah. I'd be on my back for the rest of the week. And I was like, I, you, you will have those moments in business, but I knew from my soccer experience that I didn't want that to be the case in this. So now it's like, okay, this is what I, my intentions are. Because when you've got an intention, it's my intention is to show up wholeheartedly is to be open with space is to you know attack the things that are priority for me get them done but also be fully present for interviews for for my coaching calls for holding space mm. there's not an expectation there's not like a she has to respond with a message saying i love you so much this was incredible no because then i'm expecting something if i don't get it i'm letting myself down and then i'm reflecting on myself saying i'm not good enough and how many times have we said that to ourselves you know, I'm not good enough or this wasn't good enough or I'm 
all of that. And that starts to go back to that kindness to ourselves. If we think we're not good enough, well, we're not being kind to ourselves. Mm, there's two massive things that I got from that that I really want the audience to hear. And and it's so funny because both of them are exactly what I did at the start that created my breakthroughs as well. One was seeing the value in the people that I was investing in and who they are as opposed to looking for the thing. Because when you went there and you naturally got that, ah, look at them, they're doing it. I can get value from who they are and realize that if they can do it, I can do it. That's what actually broke me through initially. It was seeing the thought leader that I invested, whose course I invested in, which is $50,000 for me. Um, and I was just like, he can do it. I can do it. What's he doing? How's he showing up? How's he acting? What's his mindset like? And I just watched him. It was I didn't even go through any of the content in the 50K program. None of it. Literally none of it. I engaged in one out of 50-something webinars. I went to one out of three retreats. I literally got no content from it. All I got was who he was. And the second thing was that you you spoke about being kind to yourself. I think giving yourself 10 years was the kind is like ultimately set up all of that because it took all it takes all the pressure off. And that's exactly what I did as well. I said, I'm gonna run a seminar a week and I'm gonna give myself three years to get any good at seminars. So I'm gonna do 150 if that's what it takes, or I'm gonna do it until I break through. And I broke through in, in my first one, but then after 10 weeks, I was really good and I was doing really well financially, but I was willing for it to take three years. You broke through really quickly as well, but you were willing for it to take 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I think if people can just understand those two things alone, just watching you instead of going, what is he going to give me? Because I need the thing, like you said, it was like the strategy. You were thinking it was about the strategy. And then you're like, oh, shit, it's actually about me doing it um, and loving myself. And that's going to cause the results in the flow. Man, I, I resonate hugely with those. They're epic. Thanks for sharing that. It's, it's so it's welcome. It's it's. I, that's the big thing that I say. I'm about to like an group with a few of my clients that want to start their businesses and, and coaching and whatever is like, it's not going to be the first thing, probably the first thing you do. I've adapted and changed so much. Like I've ran the conscious blueprint almost eight times now. Wow. It's changed. It's grown. It's evolved. It's gone from six weeks to eight weeks. I've changed speakers. I've brought in different elements. I've changed up things for myself. But it wasn't the first program that was kind of the the breakthrough. It taught me a lot, but it started to build my confidence. It wasn't the first podcast that I did. If you listen to the number one, you're like, this guy's like awkward as like he's saying um every second word and and yep after every word that the guest was saying. But now it just flows because you build that confidence in yourself. But taking away, it's kind of giving yourself freedom to grow and adapt as you go because we're not born experts at these things we're not born with that plan of this is what i have to go out and do especially when we're starting a business like how many have i had in the years i think about eight different ones um different career paths and then 30 different jobs if wow. you start one thing and then it fails, like it doesn't go the way that you planned it's being like okay i'll go on to the next thing because what's the alternate you sit there and be down on yourself for the next year it's like we have to develop that muscle of bouncing. That is the alternative, but I don't think people realize that that's what's going to happen in the moment that they choose to not recognize the and appreciate the present moment. They didn't realize that means the next five, 10 years. 
yeah. if you keep the same strategy, will lead to you being down on yourself for the next 10 years and not making much yeah. progress. People don't realize that's the consequence, but it is. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, like the conscious, like we held events two years ago that had five people show up. It costed me, it came out of my account and I had no money at that time, remember? So for me, it costed me to run these events, but I knew if I ran the events and I stood on stage, I'd get confident. And I knew that if we kept at it, we kept building the right community. You don't build a community overnight. You don't build a house overnight. You've got to lay the foundation and build from the ground up. And I knew that Gregory and I were always strong as business partners. We always had a strong friendship. That's what grew this. And we said, all right, we're committed to this for the next 10 years. We'll do our own stuff as well, our own businesses and programs. But this is our long term because we really want to impact the world through consciousness, through raising consciousness and bringing people together. And mm. those events, we had a retreat that was planned for Costa Rica and we had an exit point because we didn't sell enough tickets and it was almost going to cost us a hundred grand. Again, we didn't have a hundred grand to put down as a deposit for then us to not have enough people come to the retreat and us be out of pocket. So there were moments where things didn't go right, but think about life. Like there's moments where we have to take, I think your analogy of the staircase, like sometimes we have to like sidestep around things. It doesn't mean we're off path. I think we're always on alignment. It's just like, what's this lesson and challenge in front of us that's teaching us and how can we adapt to then thrive and go around it? Because it's happening. We, we can't avoid what's happening. And if we keep yeah. avoiding those things, we can stand still and you know i don't i don't want to stand still <laughs> <laughs> well i think like i really want the people that are listening to get that long-term approach from this because it's such it, it's like the game changer because if you would if you had the, if you did everything exactly the same but the only difference was you gave yourself three months versus 10 years the, the whole thing probably wouldn't have worked same oh, thing with me I, I, didn't, I didn't even circle back to that circling back oh, was okay. that we gave it we've given it two, three years to build. And now all of our events sell out. Now we have retreats that are booked. Now we have people that are hiring us as coaches, as speakers and all of that sort of stuff. We have a leadership program where people are paying to work with us for 12 months. People come into any sort of business and they expect the high smile results of things going crazy overnight. Sure, that can happen. But if you're only in it for the, you know, the, the short-term success, it's the same as tr whether they're trading um, cryptocurrencies or investing in, in stocks. Long, uh, you can do your day trading, but your long-term sort of stuff is where, and I know when it comes to fulfillment, I want to feel fulfilled and sustained over a long period of time. I don't just want a good year. I want to consistently build. And if my impact, you know, I don't want to release just one thing or have one event. I want to build a community. So that community, their kids are then impacted. So then their wow. kids, the next generation is impacted. That's why we have, when we have events coming up, we've actually, we're like, bring your kids. We want them to be around us. They want, we want them to be around good people because that consciousness level is going to raise, like a, a rising tide raises all ships. We want to mm. impact, I think it was a, uh, a wise man, that was some sort of quote on Instagram where I get all my quotes. Um, a wise man knows to plant seeds for trees and shade that he knows he's never going to sit under. Wow. So he's planting those seeds for the trees to grow that he won't, he won't see the, the results of, mm. but the next generation and the generation after will be the, the kids sitting or eating the fruit or sitting under that tree in the shade. 
And I don't think you can do that unless you have just integrating the messages in here, unless you have that self-love, unless you're feeling full. Someone that's starving is not going to be planting seeds. They're going to be looking for scavenging for food through bins. Like you, you got to be, you got to have that self-love and that fullness. And if anybody that's listening to this right now, just you look at your vision and you say, okay, how, how can I extend the time in which I'm giving myself to get the breakthrough that I'm hoping for? So you might be thinking, I want it now. If you just, if you just draw that out to 12 months and say, I'm just going to give everything for 12 months versus I, I want it to be happening now, just watch how things change. Just watch how you approach it differently. And then if you you like, okay, I want to be making two million, like a million dollars a year within three years, give yourself 10 and you will get there quicker than what you would have if you were going in three in most cases. So it's such a powerful concept, man. And I'm so glad that it was brought up in this chat. So thanks for bringing it in and actually embodying that self-love and grace to be able to be patient with yourself. And now look at the fruits that have unfolded. You've taken so much action. Yeah. Thank you so much for seeing that. And and it relates in our business and purpose work, but also relates back into the inner work of building that relationship with myself, with learning about masculine and feminine energy, with learning about how to become, I guess, integrated over time. If we try, if we put a time frame of one month, like um, I had a situation um, with my partner a few months ago and she's like, I need a month and then I'll heal. And then I'll come back. And I'm like, I don't think <laughs> healing works like that. It's not like a wound that kind of heals over. That's a lifelong process. If the yeah. expectation is in one month, everything will be good. Or it's, it kind of goes back to the be, do, have. Like if we are expecting that have of the have the result, then I'll do the things. Then I will be that person and believe those things. I'm sorry. It's just that's backwards. We need to be that person and believe it. And again, believing in a vision, again, for people that haven't really set a vision, they will look to the next paycheck. They will look to that. And it's, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It's just like, do you want to be living by, I guess, what was the word that was used the other night? By default, or do you want to intentionally create a life that you love? And if we can come from a place of believing and being in a state of love for ourselves, we'll then do the things that align with our vision, do the things that align with our relationship with ourselves. Then we'll have all the results of fulfillment, relationships, um, a great partner, a great family life, a great business, great income, because we start with the being first. Be that energy. Be, as you said, when we went to those events, we got the being side of it and we went, I, I need to be that energy. And what can I do to be that? And I knew that, you know, being kind, there you go. There's the being, be fucking kind to yourself. That's mm. number one and start working on that. And then the rest, that was my own thing. It was literally my goal. And you said it before was, I said, if it takes me 10 years to get there, I'm happy doing a day-to-day -day job. If building everything on the side after hours or whatever, if it took me 10 years, because 10 years is going to pass anyway. At that time I was only 25. I'm like, that's not the worst thing ever. Like, that's sweet. It just so happened in a year and a half, it got to a point where I'm like, I can't work my job. I need to run programs and have more space for me because my income took over that income. And now it's like, whoa, I'm just grateful that I gave myself that time because the first 
six months, it wasn't in the green. It was in the red. And yeah. things weren't, I guess, going as successful as you would have hoped. But it was after those points, because I was so kind, that things started to build momentum. I kept showing up. I didn't give up. Yeah. And that momentum is what allowed me to get where I am now, to have the collaborations I have now. The momentum of doing a, a full moon meditation every month in the Conscious Collective, even though I didn't know what I was doing, I just loved doing it. Mm. Now to be paid by a company that has 180,000 followers, and I did, I think the last meditation we had 7,000 people on. Wow. I like I'd never expected that, but that momentum allowed me to connect with people on that same energy that seen how much I was showing up with passion and purpose, not just showing up because go hard or go home. It was that passion and, and that heart space that was coming out, um, heart driven, um, our good friend, Claire, heart driven purpose. And from there, people will, will naturally gravitate towards you and you will attract those opportunities into your life. Mm, I, I thought the language that you used where you're like, I was happy to do it for it to take 10 years because, you know, I was only 25 and well, it's not that big of a deal. Not many people think like that at 25 because at from 20 or from 18, no, the, I reckon the younger you are, the more like uh, the older you are, the more patient you become. So for a 25, like a six, 13 year old just wants everything straight away. A 20 year old wants everything straight away. And it's, it's usually when people become a bit older that they start to be more patient. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. And then you know, like, it just so happened that in 18 months I, I could quit my job. I don't think it just so happened. I think it happened because <laughs> of the 10 years. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> so you created that and it happened for that reason. And and then I'm just, I just can't get past this, this point. <laughs> like yeah. give yourself time. And as a, and then, so if you got the time, you give yourself patience and then you're, you're doing what you love makes it, because you said I enjoyed doing it. I was happy to do it over 10 years because I loved it. I loved doing the meditations. The passion was there. Then And, and then have the self-kindness. I mean, that's the triad of this podcast. Mm -hmm. that, right, do what you love, give yourself time, and be kind to yourself and, and love yourself. That's, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, nothing else really needs to be said, man. It was nice to have you on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, say, I say this to Gregoria all the time. I'm like, if we do a, a free meetup in, in Melbourne, like we're doing Pizza in the Park on Friday, a pizza party in the park. Um, I'm just like, if it's me and you, we're going to have a blast. Like we get to eat pizza and hang out. But if yeah. other people come, amazing. And that sort of energy is like, there's no pressure on, oh, if no one comes, it's a failure. Who cares? Like if people want to come, they will. And that's what we've noticed that, oh, I've noticed in, are you putting so much prep? Like I, I like a little bit of pressure, but pressure in terms of how many people can I impact? Not like it has to be done by tomorrow type thing or, or I'm a failure. That sort of pressure. Like my life is over if this doesn't happen. And I can talk on this because it's been something close to me and close to people around me is that there's no doubt in my mind that the correlation between the younger, the spectrum of, I guess, anxiety, depression, stress-induced psychosis, stress-induced nervous breakdowns is decreasing into the teens. Like that stuff we normally heard about when people in their late 20s, 30s, 40s, when they're like divorce, business yeah. failure, all of that. I get it. COVID, things happened. But to see someone close to me that's 19 years old that had the world in front of them have like a stress-induced nervous breakdown because they felt like they've failed, 
to the point where they, they you know, again, if anyone's experienced having a breakdown or psychosis, it's pretty intimidating. For me, it's like, whoa, like everyone deals with stress. Everyone's got stuff going on. But was these things that they were worried about, were they really things we needed to put pressure and stress on? Mm. And how much that's going to affect our bodies. You know, I'm not, a, you know, too much into that stuff, but I know that stress just causes problems. Mm. So for me, why I'm so kind to myself, why I be in that kindness and love, why I do the things that align with that, like meditate, look after myself, give myself time and attention and love is because that creates peacefulness for me. That creates the freedom to learn, the freedom to be kind to myself, but also to do the things that I want to do, but not have this stress and pressure on my mind that's going to hold me back, but also almost like pushing me underwater type thing. And it's it's sad to see, but this is what why I'm so passionate because you know, I believe my purpose is to help people connect back into who they really are. And mm. it's important because I think it was last year or the year before now um i seen an article on on the news very rarely do i watch the news but my mum had it on where a, a primary school student took their life and i was like whoa my nieces and nephews are in primary school like whoa, how primary school student primary school student yeah whoa. for me i think they were grade six but for me i went that that shook me i was like if they ever come home and that happened like i heard that happened I don't know what I would do. That would honestly break me. Like they're like my children. Mm. So to hear that is like, man, this is why I'm planting those seeds. This is why, you know, the, the conscious collective, the symbol is the seed of life because I'm planting those seeds for the next generation, for this generation too, but the next generation as well, because I want people to love who they are. I want people mm. to activate and open their heart space. I want people to be, all the things they want to be, but also just experience that relationship with themselves. Because when we do connect with ourselves, life goes to a whole new level. It's beautiful, man. So it's such a beautiful way to wrap up. And I've got a couple of things I want to do. First and foremost, I really want to honor you, Carlo, for being such an embodied leader. You really do walk the talk in terms of the way that you carry yourself, you invest in yourself time-wise, love-wise. It's so beautiful. And I love the way that you build your community with so much pure intention and you keep showing up like the thing at the, cause so you've got the pizza in the park on Friday night and then you're running yeah. a cacao ceremony on Sunday night, right? Sunday in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure there's other things going around at a similar time as well, but you just keep showing up and you're showing up with so much love and it's, it's so beautiful to witness. So thank you for being such an embodied leader. The world is definitely so much better with having you in it thank you man i've got one more question for you um but before i ask it where would you like people to go check you out off the back end of this interview firstly thank you so much i receive all of it and i feel it it's it's something that you've inspired as well a lot of my journey even though maybe you have I've told you before, but unknowingly you've just done your thing and that's inspired me. And, and that's why we connect so much. So thank you for allowing me this space and for you being the leader that you are, because that's why we connect because Thanks, we're man. in that, that heart space energy. Um, mm -hmm. And I love it. I thrive on this stuff. Um, that's why so we're such good, good mates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, where you can find me, everything is on Instagram. Like, you know, Carlo underscore Cirillo, 
all the links, everything, meditations, the Conscious Collective, events, retreats, blah, 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 all that. It's all there. You can find every link on there. Um, I post twice, four times a day, uh, a quote every day. If you love quotes, love being inspired, come across. Ryan and I will be doing some uh, magical stuff soon. So, you know. Yeah, we will. Come across and connect. Awesome, man. Great. So jump over. How do you spell Cirillo? C-I-R-I-L-L-O. Cool. Just in case anyone's listening, they want to quickly jump across. Awesome. Carlos Cirillo. So, dude, I've got one final question for you before we wrap up. And that is if someone was to come into your field, I escort, escorted someone into a room, but you can't see any, like they're wearing, they're just like in some draped <laughs> gown looking like a ghost. But you can't see whether they're male, female, how old they are, you know, nothing about their situation. And all I explain to you is, hey, this person wants to give you this briefcase that's filled with a million dollars cash in exchange for what you consider to be the most valuable thing you could possibly teach. And it can be a concept, a model, it could be a practice or a tool. What would you give to them that they want to attribute a million dollars worth of value to? to? Firstly, I'd question you on why there's a person in a sheet that I can't see. <laughs> you bring them into <laughs> a room. I'd be like, what are you doing, Ryan? Um, I honestly, what really started everything for me a few years ago that changed my perspective, that really got me into a great mindset, heart space, all of that was I'd teach them my embodied gratitude process. And, you know, it's three layers deep of how to actually embody gratitude on a deep level every single day and i think that for me the good things not so good things when i can come from a place of gratitude and i do it daily it's it's a non-negotiable for me that and especially from my program people learn a, a whole different range of things it's the first week of gratitude that they go wow that's that's what i come back to that's the thing that changed my life and how does it work so you start with a specific gratitude. Um, let's start with a person and you want to go, normally we write, you know, 10 things we're grateful for. And by the end of the week, you're like, I'm writing the same thing over and over. I'm almost mm -hmm. doing it like a chore. This process is where you can get really specific. So I am sincerely grateful for the hug with, that I shared with my mum this morning before I went off to work or off to the gym. Mm -hmm. Really specific. I could have just said my mum, but something specific about my mum. I can have a million things about my mum. So that hug is the specific. Then the first layer is, how does it make me feel? How did it affect me? Well, it made me feel loved. It made me feel connected. It made me feel that mother-son bond. And it, it lifted my spirits for the morning. It felt really nice and warm to hug my mum. She was a bit sleepy and dopey, but, you know, it was like, come on, mum, give me a hug. Um, and she was kind of like, what are you doing? But I'm, I'm a hugger. So loved it. Then the second layer is, how do we think it made that person involved feel? So I think my mum would have felt a bit weird at the start, but then she would have been like, I feel, feel so loved to get a hug from my son in the morning, the son that lived away for seven years. Um, she would have felt that, that mother-son bond. She would have felt appreciated. She would have felt loved. You know, this is the woman that, you know, birthed me, like, like grew me in her stomach. So to feel me come in and, and like love her and just hug her and, and want to share those those feelings with her and, and that physical touch would make her feel so loved as a mother. So that's the skin layer. The third layer is 
how would the world be impacted if more and community community and world be impacted if more people shared that experience whether it's with their mum or with the people that they loved well for me it's like with more people shared hugs with the people around them more people will feel connected loved appreciated they would feel that physical touch that we haven't been feeling for so long because of certain restrictions um we would share in a beautiful exchange of energy you know i'm that person that hugs people for 20 seconds like you know i'm not letting you go as awkward as you feel i'm staying in for a hug like you know we do it we go to like when we see each other it's like we go for like you know the 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 handshake but then it's like come here like we're giving each other a hug like my friends like slap it away now they're like no i just want the hug (laughs) so for me it's like the world would feel more loved more appreciated more warm more happy more just connected to one another and i know that some people either don't have a relationship where they can see their mum every day or they don't have a mum so for me it's like wow how grateful am i that i got to share that hug with my mum and that's my process. And you go through one is a, is a person, two is a physical object, and three is a situation that happened. And you can do that, you know, at the end of the day, I do it at the start of the day and the end of the day. And you can literally pick any item, any person and pick a specific thing about them. And that's where you can start to find the gratitude in everything that's happening. And what we said before was that kindness to self. You can start finding gratitude in the things you haven't liked about yourself the things that have happened to you that have been the worst, you feel the worst things that have happened to you, times where, you know, have been the lowest for you or when people have done something to you, that if you can find gratitude in those, no, it doesn't make them go away. We're not trying to do that. We take the lessons from them. We build that level of acceptance for those things, but also for ourselves so that we can start moving forward with gratitude. And it's gratitude that brings happiness. It's not happiness that brings gratitude. Now you listen here, bucko. I am not done with you yet. Do not move a single muscle because I've got something exhilarating and exciting to share with you, which is my heart's absolute deep dive calling of how I give purpose and impact and service to the world. And that's through my 12-month program, or dare I say it, container called Heart Warriors. It's $300 US a month, and it's about how you live your life with absolute fulfillment straight from the heart. I teach within there a modality I created called the core method, which essentially integrates the different layers of personal development, which is the practical making stuff happen layer, the deep emotional, linguistic, NLP, breakthroughs, healing, different modalities, and the spiritual layer. And those three things for me have put me all over the place before I learned to integrate them. And I help people heal that and integrate so that they can be the most powerful, loving, centered, and fulfilled version of themselves. So if that feels expansive, you can find out about that and whatever else I have on offer at the moment in my link tree on Instagram. And please feel free to shoot me a message. My handle is TheRyanMagic. I love hearing from you guys. Sending you so much love. Thanks for being a listener of the podcast and have the most amazing day of your entire life. Bye.